When it comes to performance appraisals, Peter Drucker asked four essential questions. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Yesterday was a great day, and yesterday was a very challenging day. The challenging part, and challenging parts usually have to do with challenging people, had me thinking about Peter Drucker's four performance appraisal questions, especially number four. In fact, last night I went to bed with that single question on my mind. And as I did, I thought to myself, I need to go back to his book and share that aha moment with you today. So here goes. But first, let me give you the briefest review of the effective executive. Peter Drucker, considered by many as the father of modern management, wrote his book to say, effectiveness can be learned. Tommy, you can learn it. Your best friend can learn it. Your neighbor down the street can learn it. It's actually a habit. He called it a complex, and a complex of practices. And when he said a complex, he was referring to an intricate association of practices, five of them to be exact. Number one, know where your time goes. Number two, focus on your best contributions. Number three, build on your strengths and on the strengths of others. Number four, concentrate on first things and doing one thing at a time. And number five, make effective decisions. Now, in his chapter on making your strengths productive, he talks about the importance of utilizing performance appraisals to actually build on the strengths of others. And that's where he reveals his four questions. And when I heard number four, it was like, wow, that was an aha moment for me. So listen to this. Appraisals and the philosophy behind them are also far too much concerned with potential. But experienced people have learned that one can't appraise potential for any length of time ahead or for anything very different from what a man is already doing. Potential is simply another word for promise. And even if the promise is there, it may well go unfulfilled, while people who haven't shown such promise, if only because they may not have had the opportunity, actually produce the performance. All one can measure is performance, and all one should measure is performance. This is another reason for making jobs big and challenging. It's also a reason for thinking through the contribution a man should make to the results and the performance of his organization. For one can measure the performance of a man only against specific performance expectations. Still, one needs some form of appraisal procedure, or else one makes the personnel evaluation at the wrong time, that is, when a job has to be filled. Effective executives, therefore, usually work out their own radically different form. It starts out with a statement of the major contributions expected from a man in his past and present positions, and a record of his performance against these goals. Then it asks four questions. A. What has he or she done well? B. What, therefore, is he likely to be able to do well? C. What does he have to learn or to acquire to be able to get the full benefit from his strength? D. If I had a son or daughter, would I be willing to have him or her work under this person? 1. If yes, why? 
Two, if no, why? This appraisal actually takes a much more critical look at a man than the usual procedure does, but it focuses on strengths. It begins with what a man can do. Weaknesses are seen as limitations to the full use of his strengths and to his own achievement, effectiveness, and accomplishment. That is such a good word. You see, there's a vast difference, Drucker says, between potential and performance. And I'm sure you've heard people say, wow, she has such great potential. Or, have you seen that guy? Wow, he has such great potential. And Drucker very wisely says, potential, and another word for potential is promise, is very different from what a person has done or is actually doing. So just because the promise is there, that really doesn't mean anything. Promise, it may sit unfulfilled for years, so you can't measure on promise. You can't measure on potential. The only thing you can measure, Drucker said, is performance, what the person has actually done. And as you do that, you want to focus on the strengths the person brings to bear. Don't focus so much on his or her weaknesses. So we come back to Drucker and we say, well, how does one actually appraise performance? Drucker says, by asking four questions. One, what has she or he done well? Two, what therefore is that person likely to be able to do well? Number three, what does he or she have to learn or acquire to be able to get the full benefit from his or her strengths. And number four, if you had a son or daughter, would you be willing to have him or her work under this person? Now, if your answer to that is yes, why would you say that? And if your answer is no way, then why would you not want your son or daughter working under that person? So last night, as I was reflecting on my great and challenging day, the challenge came from an individual I wouldn't want my son or daughter working under. Now, as I say that, I'm not saying, hey, never challenge a person, never challenge a process. Because as Kuzas and Posner so clearly point out in their book, The Leadership Challenge, the best leaders always challenge the process. But there's a difference between challenging the process or pushing back on an idea, or even being a contrarian, and being a difficult person, or a destructive person. So Drucker says, ask two follow-up questions to the question, if you had a son or daughter, would you be willing to have him or her work under this person? And the two follow-up questions, as I've already said, are one, if yes, why? because the answer to that is going to focus on the leader's strengths. But if the answer you would give is, no way would I want my son or daughter working under that person, again, answer the question, why? And your answer to that why is probably going to focus on the leader's weakness. And Drucker very insightfully notes that if no why, is the only question not primarily concerned with strengths of all the questions he asks. And he says this about the person to whom you'd say, no, I don't want my son or daughter working with that individual. Drucker writes, such a person 
might well operate effectively on his own, even within an organization. He might be tolerable if denied all power over others, but in a position of power within an organization, he destroys. In other words, the, the no, I really don't want my son or daughter working under that individual is usually because that individual has a character or integrity issue. And then Drucker says this about character and integrity. He writes, by themselves, this is so good, by themselves, character and integrity do not accomplish anything. You got to let that sit for a minute. And then he picks it up and says, but their absence faults everything else. Here, therefore, is the one area where weakness is a disqualification by itself rather than a limitation on performance capacity or strength. So Drucker says, don't measure promise. You can't measure it. Measure performance. Ask those four questions. One, what has he or she done well? Two, what, therefore, is that person likely to be able to do well? Three, what does he or she have to learn or acquire to get the full benefit from his or her strengths? And number four, if you had a son or daughter, would you be willing to have him or her work under this person? If yes, why? If no, why? And if the answer to number four is no, and you ask your why, the answer probably comes back to character. And while character and integrity don't guarantee someone's performance, their absence will fault everything else. Peter, that is Peter the Apostle, not Peter Drucker, makes a similar argument in his second letter when he writes this, Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. And we're reading that, we say, well, why, Peter? And Peter finishes by saying this, because the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted. They're blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So if you had a son or daughter, would you be willing to have him or her work under this person whom you're appraising? A yes answer is going to point to their strengths. A no answer is going to point to their weakness. And while leaders don't focus on weaknesses, a weakness of character is one which cannot be ignored. And that's my thought on my walk with Peter Drucker and his management and leadership classic, The Effective Executive. Now, the question I have for you is this. What will you do with that thought on your walk through life today.